How's it going, everyone? Welcome back. It's Club Footy Chat. I'm your host, Agazi Brown, and today, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the quarterfinal, the quarterfinal match previews for that. All the round of 16 actually came about. Today, I'm having Evan Burns. What's up, bro? Yo, what's up? How are we doing? Good morning. And Shane Selecki. How are we? How are we? Good. Happy 4th, happy 4th of July. Okay. Yeah, happy fourth. Yeah, great. Uh, great. <laughs> celebrate America's independence. Then uh, celebrating, celebrating the South Jersey referee who did a great job of controlling the England Columbia game. Can I get? Can I get someone to agree with me on this? Nope. I don't know. Absolutely not. What? what? <laughs> the craziest thing is like our friend Jeff Meckel. Um, he's been in a group chat with us. We play soccer and we're, we use all in our fraternity and everything, but. Didn't care to mention that he he was actually he knows that referee, who probably wait no shit yeah he does <laughs> he know he, he like that coach taught him like a referee class uh, apparently I don't know where but here in Jersey and just didn't care to mention that, that he was at the World Cup or was like a very well experienced referee. So does Michael know the difference between what's a yellow and what's a red card? You know what I don't know I've been. He says some things in a group chat, like, he doesn't speak much, but whenever he does, it's always something, some, some, he always, like, it's an always interesting point, I don't know. If you saw the last game, he, he didn't really give, um, there was one, probably the Croatia-Denmark game, where, I don't know if you guys saw it, the, the striker was clear on goal, and the guy came from behind and tackled him, but only got a yellow card, and he's able to defend that. Yeah, that was a clear red. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, apparently they removed the triple uh, penalty rule, where it's like, you don't um. You don't need like they're not gonna, they're no longer gonna punish you, like that many difficult times, but um. Hey, I don't know. It's a World Cup. I guess a lot of crazy things happen. All right, but yeah, what was so so far the round of sixteen? What were some of the craziest games you guys saw so far, or that kind of like stuck out to you? Uh, I said say French Argentina was probably the best game I've watched. What What Agreed. about the yeah? And you, Evan? I agree. Argentina-France game was the best game so far. Most exciting. Um, it was just the most fun to watch, really. Just like the pace of the game was insane for at least the first half and most of the second half. Do you, th- were you, uh, do you actually think that Argentina kind of had a chance? Were you surprised like, how they kind of got back into the game? Um, a little bit, because I thought France was controlling most of the game, um, especially after Griezmann's PK and the... First um, 15 minutes of the game, I felt like they had most of the possession. But then um, after Dean Reyes scored that goal, that banger of a goal, um, and tied it up, I felt like they kind of had, um, before they went to halftime, a little bit of a competition on their hands. Do you think if uh, Nigeria, for example, uh, had a gone through instead, do you think they might have, might have given up more of a fight or probably kind of the same uh, result? I don't know. I'd say maybe sort of the same. I mean, I was pretty impressed by Nigeria. I don't know if anybody else was. That much. I think, uh, for, probably for Argentina, it seems like it was kind of the same, um, like kind of like the same thing we saw against Croatia. Maybe obviously not that many mistakes uh, in terms of the goalkeeper and all that stuff. But they didn't really see, they didn't seem to be that coherent team or hardworking team against like they were against Nigeria. That's probably probably do with something with um, they're playing. It's like a much more stronger, much more resilient team like France. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another team that kind of disappointed as well was kind of was Spain. 
Um, Evan, I know, I know you saw bits, bits and pieces of this game too. What do you, th- what do you think about Spain's campaign in this World Cup so far? Um, I mean, it's fairly similar to their last one. Really, they just didn't live up to their expectation. Uh, they had the players that they should have been able to win the World Cup, but they obviously didn't produce. Do you think kind of, this kind of calls for, just maybe, just maybe for Germany, this kind of calls for them to kind of like restructure the whole team again in terms of like finding new talent, like a new generation as well? Um, yeah. I mean, Germany definitely has it easier. They have so many young guys who they didn't even pick for this, this year for the World Cup that obviously they're going to be getting the chance now just because you're going to have guys like Mueller, uh, Mario Gomez, who's like 100 years old and things like that that are just, by the time the next World Cup comes around, they're going to be too old. Pretty much. Russia kind of did surprise us all, but um, there definitely were some calls, uh, especially towards the end of that match, where like a lot of penalty calls, penalty shouts, but VAR designed VAR um, kind of helped uh, stop those. But um, can I ask you something? What do you guys think? Like, what about VAR so far? Because I think in the last game, I was talking to John Tingley. Like, he loves it. Like, Farhan's a big fan of it. All the other guys. But what do you guys really think of of uh, like the virtual assistant referee? I appreciate the fact that they don't stop the match to view it. Like they have separate, like a separate referee in the studio watching this kind of stuff, and then it's just in the earpiece. Because my whole thing was when I knew that when they introduced that they were gonna use it, I thought they were gonna be stopping the game and it would just interrupt the flow of the game. So I was kind of happy to see that they actually found a way to keep the game going while reviewing these kind of plays. Yeah, the one th- the one thing kind of remind me of is like. For example, like in the NFL or the NBA, like Shane, you've seen that before. You've seen how many calls. Uh, I'm not. Does it happens in in the NHL too, right? Yeah. 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 So, like, uh, for example, like, what difference do you think it makes in those sports as compared to soccer? You know, and like when you hear to stop a stop a play, stop a game, and then kind of go and review. The main it. difference is like most goals or most calls or when they go to review in football or hockey, it's it's it's, it's goals. Mm-hmm. But in soccer, it's mostly like fouls inside the box or hand like it's or handballs. It's that's kind of the, like the main or being offsides. Those are kind of the main like key points. I feel like if it was like trying to view a goal, see if it went over the line, it'd just be more easier. But um, having a referee's decision of if it's a penalty or not is a little different than just like you know because it's a huge scoring opportunity. I, I, I think so. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well. I'm not, I've, I've been impressed by Croatia. If I have to pick a team on the bottom side, I'd pick Croatia to reach the finals. Croatia. All right. Well, another team. So you talk about like a lot of antics and so on. So Brazil. Who's it? Who, so tell me, is what, are any of you guys like big fans of Neymar so far? Kind of what's no. been going on with him. He Absolutely like. Not. I don't. I don't get why he kind of needs to show that need to like kind of like just roll around as like. Eight, eleven times, like on the pitch, or it's just like seems like he's trying to get everyone, uh, kicked off. Like, I don't know, and especially like in America, where like that, like flopping is really like looked down, looked down. Ah, like it, it, I don't know, boils, boils me, boils my blood. What do you guys like? What do you guys think of this about like Neymar and all his antics? So embarrassing. Like yeah, I mean. I was ashamed because, I mean, I didn't. I don't really watch too much of uh, like Lagoon or anything, but 
from what I've seen, like since he's moved to Paris, Saint Germain, it kind of seemed like he stopped diving a little more. Like it seemed like he was trying to play with physicality. Mm-hmm. But this World Cup kind of just showed that he's still how he was when he was at Barcelona, where he just dies every time like the wind blows near him. <laughs> I said, "What's one way?" I think so. Uh, I'd kind of like talk more about Brazil, so I'm going to bring on uh, Stephen Newcomb. Steven, what's up, dude? So, well, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. What's going on? Chilling, chilling. So, we're just talking about um, kind of like Brazil and Neymar and, and all his antics he's been up to. Um, and both, and I, you, I know you, you've been looking into Brazil a lot, you've been studying them. Um, mm-hmm. So, what's, so what's, your, what's your kind of take on this? I mean, the, uh, I think it, the, my biggest, um, observation just from Neymar is because, I mean, when the World Cup is, when it rolls around, it's pretty much a lot of Americans, it's the only exposure they get to, um, soccer or football or whatever you want to call it. And, um, I've seen a lot of Americans grow tired of and make fun of what Neymar has been doing. And not just Neymar, but players, um, every player on the pitch that overreacts to anything that happens. So I, I just, I, I understand as a soccer player, I understand why they do it. Um, but it just kind of sucks that that's what the uh, an American who had such little exposure to the sport, that's what they have to see. That's kind of what, uh, impression that they get. But do you think, for example, like, because he, um, he does that so much, like, he rolls around, that, that kind of takes away from his ability? Like, people, he, people won't think of, uh, like, wow, like, Neymar, the football player, who's, who can do all these fancy tricks and can go on these beautiful runs, but <laughs> because, like, nah, this is a dude who flops all the time. Yeah, well, I think it's, this was, is this a, uh, thing that he's done does he does do this at PSG I don't watch a ton of PSG games so definitely don't watch that many of their games unless they're in the Champions League no I don't think he doesn't do it as often but it feels like it's been highlighted a lot more in this um, Mm -hmm. in this World Cup maybe because he's he's one he's one of the last stars remaining who could actually still win the World Mm -hmm. Cup but it seems to be like a an ever uh, growing issue with this man but Somehow he he was able to kind of come through and score the first goal against Mexico, and then Mexico kind of seemed to implode. Um, yeah, um, I mean don't don't let that overshadow the fact that Neymar is an incredible soccer player. He's incredible. Do you think uh, that that stamp he made? So the Mexican, I don't know if, if Shane, did you see that? So where the stamp? I think one of the Mexican players, I forgot his name. He stepped on. Uh, yeah, I saw that. All right, do you think, was that penalty, not penalty, red card offense, yellow card, do you think it was, or, again, what what do you think of that one, of that play? Let's be honest, I watched it over, the guy barely touched him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else saw it. I mean, Neymar just, of course, his diva side came out, and he embellished, like, to an obscene level. I think it was ridiculous. I mean, I, I wouldn't have given him the Mexican player a card. I would kind of just let it go, but cause he didn't even touch him, but... So that's like, so it's just embarrassing by Neymar. Yeah. Well, were you guys super- surprised that Mexico wasn't really able to kind of get much more out of the game? Is that kind of, they didn't really seem to be like that same one they played against Germany as organized, or just able to break Brazil that much? They weren't Brazil were never really in danger throughout the whole game. 
Well, Brazil's a good team. I mean, I personally, I still take um, have Brazil to win this. Have you uh, have you guys talked about um, Portugal and Argentina? Uh, no, uh, exiting, you mean uh, Russia, France, and Argentina? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I just think it. I mean, as a Messi fan, it sucks to see him. Um, Leave. I mean, it, it really does. And and Ronaldo for Portugal to to lose to Uruguay. But um, I think it's a just a. Cla- I mean, and obviously France is an incredible team. But I think it's just a case of and we talked about it when we were previewing, um, and we saw it a lot uh, as we watched Argentina play. I mean, you have a ton of big name players, and they just can't play together. They just they don't play as a team. Uh, very little organization. Um, and if you don't have that magical moment from Messi or Di Maria, who scored a, uh, an incredible goal, um, they're going to lose. And I think they, they fell victim to that uh, this World Cup again, which sucks because I would love to see Messi um, at least play in a, at a bigger stage. So, just kind of, a lot of it seems kind of dead, maybe lack with maybe the sense of leadership. Obviously, um, Messi and Ronaldo are there. And then some of their teammates mm-hmm. aren't able to kind of pull up. But one team that really did surprise us, uh, and did show some, did, and did show some really great character until the end was Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Given how they started that two zero lead, but then uh, unfortunately some great some great tackle change by Roberto Martinez brought on Fellaini mm-hmm. and Chadley uh, for them to kind of come back and win a three two. So did any of you guys see this game? Yeah, I I saw it. I uh, I mean, I I was I really felt bad for Japan, but um, I mean, again, at the end of the day, Belgium's just the better team, and everybody. Uh, I even remember uh, us talking about it in the group chat when, as soon as Japan went up two 0 I mean, it wasn't all oh, this is over. It was uh, oh god, Belgium's going to come back, uh-huh. and that's uh, what ended up happening. Uh, Shane, did you think they're 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 gonna they're gonna hold off, or what? What was your what was what's going through your head? Um, I, w- I was surprised that Belgium came back. Did they gonna come back? No, I thought Japan was controlling the entire game until Vertonghen scored, and then after that, I was like, "There's a possibility that they're gonna come back," and of course, they did. It seems like it all could have been avoided if Vertonghen's shot. Um, it was this interesting it was looping a cross. header. Yeah, it was. Uh, that weird header kind of it hung in the air for a lot longer. But if the keeper was able to save that, a lot of people maybe that could have maybe slowed down or stopped that, that comeback. Yeah. <clears throat> but I guess for them it wasn't meant to be. Uh, kind of the next game, Switzerland versus Sweden. Uh, probably wasn't the most fans' favorite. Probably at the low, lowest attendance among all the round sixteen games. But anyone who who watched this game. I didn't. I didn't get to catch this game, but I I had uh, Switzerland in my group, so uh, I I knew a little bit about uh, Switzerland, and I I was surprised that they got out Sweden. And um, you know, Sweden is uh, for them to make uh, this run is very impressive. But um, Switzerland had a had a good had a good team, and and they made it through that tough group uh, that consisted of Serbia and Costa Rica, and of course. Uh, Brazil, yeah. but you know, good performance from from Sweden. Uh, I think it was one nil, uh, just squeaked by, and uh, they're on to the next round. Yeah, it wasn't really too um, 
um, pretty much to it, kind of straight towards the end, it was kind of the same, it seemed like. But um, one thing about the Swiss was um, they had they did a really great, strong campaign, and especially uh, one memorable moment was when Shakiri and Chaka did the, the Albanian, uh, uh, well, correct me, from, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but the, the eagle salute of, of their Albanian flag. They're kind of lucky they yeah. didn't really get, uh, just knowing FIFA sometimes, uh, they really they didn't get any ban except it. They just they were just uh, fined like seven eight thousand pounds, uh, for okay. that. But another kind of like those crazy moments that happen in these World Cups. Another really kind of crazy one probably is, is Colombia versus England. So tell me, which so do you, oh, what, yeah. what 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 did you guys think of this ma- of this matchup between these two? Insane. It was insane. It was uh I felt and and I I did feel bad for Colombia that they didn't have Pompey's pitch. Um, I mean, you could just tell that they were uh, at a disadvantage with Pompey's. And, you know, if he was on on the pitch, I mean, even in the penalties, it, it, the game could have gone a different way. But it was a good game. England showed a lot of, uh, a lot of heart and a lot of, um, you know, intelligence in, in getting to where they were and then finally breaking the curse of winning a penalty shootout. I think that's big because penalties are always a possibility in the world cup and for them to have the knowledge that they can they can win one is is uh definitely an advantage for them do you think uh maybe right now so kind of going this this kind of helps like build their momentum going forward against like sweden and possibly any any further in the rest of the tournament for england yeah i mean i think it definitely does look they have a they have the easiest part of of uh, the opponents that they're going to face up against. So, I mean, I I think any observer would probably pick them to to beat Sweden. Um, and I'm not sure what the matchup would be uh, after yeah. that. But, you know, by that point, one of or two of Uruguay, France, and Brazil will be eliminated. So... Um, all the big names just keep getting knocked out. Again, like we're yeah, England's in the, the better half against each other. So I mean, there's obvious uh, excitement for a lot of English fans. It's the reason why people are very excited, and people think football's coming home, and it's it's a definite no. uh, possibility. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of anxiety around uh, England, where it just feels inevitable that they're going to mess it up. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Really? Oh. Shane, you've seen so. What do you think of Colombia's and their tactics? And like, you we've all we've all seen Colombia. We know them from not just this sort of like from the Copa Americas, uh, the last World Cups. Um, what do you think kind of like messed them up though in this game? And please don't say the referee. Uh, well, I'm not the referee, but I think they just played extremely dirty. Yeah, I kind of uh, i I did see that, but like. Um, I feel like they kind of got them off their game a little bit because that's kind of, they were kind of more worried about trying to foul England players and play rough and weren't too focused on possessing the ball. And then it kind of it kind of felt like while they're doing that, and after England scored and kind of was holding possession, it felt like like oh wait maybe England are actually good and we can't keep no they're not going to break down. But I mean, I, I feel like. It was a pretty even game. I mean, I think Colombia in the second half, and then most of the extra time I played England. Um, I mean, and if you look, if you look at the stats, England only had two shots on target. 
Yeah, it sounds Sunday. typical of them, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an even game, but I feel like it could have gone either way, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, as, as happy as everybody was about England winning, there's cause for concern. I mean, their attack didn't perform very well. Um, it was it was pretty poor. They didn't create a ton of chances. And, you know, I mean, of, of course, Harry Kane at the penalty spot. I mean, you can bet on him to put that one away. But uh, I think that, you know, England fans need to should be uh, nervous because it really just wasn't that good of a performance from the top three. Yeah, well, it they do have a lot of creativity on top. We can't and a lot of great finishers. So if you don't have Harry yeah. Kane, uh, obviously there's like Jamie Vardy, Marcus Rashford, and hey, Danny Welbeck's even on the bench. But well, and they have players like Sterling, Vardy. Vardy might miss out the next round because of a groin injury. That's why I didn't take a penalty. That's the reason why for that? Yeah, I was just reading about it. Like, they're even showing, um, like, the celebration photos. Like, as they're running uh, to go celebrate the win, like, you can see him still holding his groin and everything. It's kind of it's kind of like Dyer ended up taking it. Dude, that's, that's amazing. You know what? I was wondering why wasn't this guy taking it, but that that is... Would you guys say that's so a massive loss for them? Which is interesting. But would you say like that's like a big loss for uh, for England not having Jamie Vardy? Yeah, I mean, I think I think once you get it's where I think where Vardy holds his most value is uh, in late game situations when he can come in around the seventieth, eightieth, or even in extra time, uh, and just uh, when the defenders are tired and the rest of the opponents are are feeling fatigued because they've played so many minutes, just kill them with his pace. And you saw it uh, when he was on. For England, I mean that incredible run that he made in extra time, uh, and the cross got deflected or something like that. But it was incre- an incredible run to to get behind the defense, and I think that's where his value uh, lays for this England team. Were you guys really impressed by like how um, like how like how young like this team's very young, but they were able to take, take the penalties was a lot of cool. Just like Kieran Trippier went up, Marcus Rashford. Uh, the keeper Jordan Pickford, they are all like really inexperienced England players, but they took the penalty with some common cool. I mean, they all play in arguably the best league in the world, mm-hmm. so they're used to. I mean, granted, obviously World Cup pressure is a lot different from that, but they still play at such a high level at their age that, I mean, it's their job. They're professionals. This is what they do. So. Yeah, I think Pickford was the most uh, impressive. The uh, really just the resilience that he show, showed. I mean, w- once I, I've never played keeper, but I imagine once you let one penalty in, um, it's probably demoralizing. He, he let the first uh, two or three in, but I mean, he kept his head up and he made that incredible save uh, to pretty much winning one of the games. So he was really impressive and it kind of solidified him as uh, the right choice to be. Uh, to be the keeper, and I also like the camaraderie that Jack Button Jack Butlin showed right before the penalties. He was uh, having a word with Jordan Pickford, giving him some advice. So there's no animosity there, and I think that's awesome. It's always great when you're, um, especially the keepers. You definitely have to stay together, even if like you're the you're the second keeper. Like your first keeper, like you're you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the sake of the team. So that's like always been the one thing. Um, yeah, we're gonna take a big break, and after this, we're gonna t- we're gonna kind of preview. Hundred thousand for the chain, and I'm a draw. When I pull out the garage, I chop my top. Just sign a fee when I start, I cannot stop. I got I got head like 
many cabinets. My ball like the Mavericks. Stay with the styles. Messing with diets. I finally had it. Welcome back, guys. So, we're going to talk about our next quarterfinal games. So, one big game's coming up is Croatia versus Russia. Croatia versus Russia. Croatia had a great um, group stage. It was 100%, but did tie with Denmark 1-1. What do you guys think against their prospects against the host nation? Um, I have Croatia winning. Um, I feel like, I mean, I think to me, Croatia's been the most impressive. I mean, not really the last game, but especially in the group stage, I think Croatia's been the most impressive team. Um, to watch, and I feel like you know if they can play better than they did last game, um, I think they could easily win against Russia. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would pick Croatia in this one too, but I also didn't pick uh, Russia to advance in their last game. They've been impressive. Um, I think there are statistics showing that Rush the Russians uh, run as run the most and run as fast and run the most distance. So they're very obviously a very hardworking. Uh, Group of, uh, group of guys. So, uh, but I, I would um, pick Croatia. Uh, what Modric gets them in the middle um, is just incredible. Uh, and they all around, uh, they have a great roster. So uh, they performed well, and I think they'll continue to perform well. Uh, Evan, what's up? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, Croatia midfield is they can control the game like they've done in the group stage matches. They should have no problem winning. But like Steven said, I mean, Russia's been very impressive the way they run. Um, they defend as a team. And the pressure they put on teams when they choose to. Because obviously, I mean, you saw it in the Spain game. They sat back a lot. But mm-hmm. they chose times to when they like for when they would attack or anything. But if they can keep playing as a unit, they could definitely cause some trouble. Do you think... Um... So like okay, give us give give me give me a score prediction. Mm, I would say two 0 Croatia. Two 0 Croatia. Two-no. I mean, if I, I think I think that if uh, Croatia gets the first goal, um, it's, it's you done. know Russia's gonna they sit back a lot, so they're gonna have a hard time uh, pushing forward once that first goal go, goes in. And I think Croatia will probably get one. Because they've showed that killer instinct. They showed it against Argentina. They showed it in the group stage uh, that they can put a team away. Mm. Evan, what do you think? Score prediction. I say 2-1 to one Croatia with Croatia getting like, uh, say like an 85th minute winner. Jesus, okay. That's bull. <laughs> and you, Shane? Um, I think 2-0 as well. I just don't see Russia scoring in this game. Jeez. All right, well. Good luck, Mother Russia. Uh, France, your, uh, uh, Uruguay versus... I'm sorry, I'm confusing. Yeah, France versus Uruguay. What do you guys think? I think, I think that's the uh, 
most interesting game to me at least to look forward to. Really, over Brazil, Belgium. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I like. I would play France very well a lot. I'm a little biased at France because I had them win yeah, the goal, but uh, I mean, you can't deny that Uruguay has also been incredibly impressive this World Cup. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, because uh, Cavani is most likely not starting. Why is he not starting? Hmm. Injury? Who does he get replaced with up top? I don't. Know. I don't know. I haven't Uruguay. read anything yet. Yeah. Because... I mean, I'm That's sure we'll probably have Suarez play as like a lone striker. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, I would, I would say that uh, I wouldn't have Uruguay winning. I would, I would have them probably. I, I, I like, I like France. France is uh, obviously one of the top teams in the World Cup, um, and they've been impressive. Uh, there's, there's no reason to believe that they would drop this game. So, I. Uh, I, I would give it a close one. Uruguay seems to always keep it close in this World Cup. Uh, maybe uh, one nail to one for France. All right. Okay. Respectable. Uh, moving on to and moving on in that same bracket, Brazil Belgium. Big game. This one's going to be. I say Belgium. 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 Really? I. I mean, this is. I. To me, this is the. Probably the best uh, matchup we've had in this World Cup so far, um, aside maybe from the uh, Spain Portugal game, which was incredible. But you know, I I still I would have to give it to Brazil, and and I might be biased because I've been covering the whole the whole World Cup. But uh, that attacking three is lethal, um, and now with uh, Bobby Firmino into the fold. And Gabby Jesus hasn't had a great World Cup. He's played hundreds of minutes and hasn't scored a goal, but... Um, Are you surprised that he's been... that they just continue to start him over Firmino? Like, no, I mean, I think... I think uh, I think they do that because uh, I mean, as a City fan, I watched Gabriel all season and last season as well, and he's not just a goal-scoring threat. He, he brings these an incredible passer of the ball. He... The way he moves, he has a, a big motor. He's like the prototypical Brazilian player, plays with a lot of heart, um, goes into tackles really hard. So he gives you more than just a goal-scoring uh, threat. So I think that's why he continues to start. But Bobby Firmino, I mean, he's he, I mean, he's making a case to be uh, the starter in that position over uh, Jesus. Right, okay. Um, but do you think if, let's say Belgium, so I think they – they probably know about the big, the big mistakes they've made in that Japan game. So I would have a feeling that they're definitely going to go back to the board and they're going to really try to work this out. Because one thing is that they just... So they definitely realize, like, okay, there's a hole in our system. Like, if if, a team, if Japan can figure it out, then anyone else can figure it out. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and not to take any way away from Japan. They're, they're a great team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's there's something wrong with going on with how they play. So don't you think that then maybe they're gonna change something? Maybe make a big, maybe bring Fellaini and and have a big man, or maybe Mark Neymar and uh, Polinho a lot more. So what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll obviously make some tactical changes. I mean, I, I think when you come up against uh, a, a team that has an attacking uh, firepower that is as strong as. Um, as Brazil, you obviously are going to have to make some tactical changes. I don't know what those will be. Um, 
I'm not a tactical person. Like uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not the best at that. So I, I'll leave that to Roberto Martinez. But I think, you know, I, I would leave the the lineup the same. I, I think the midfield works well together. I, I think that honestly, whoever you put there next to the Bruyne is going to be fine. You can work with uh, a, a ton of players. So, um, but I, I really don't. I, I would still give the the edge to Brazil. I don't know if I'm alone on that one. I, I think everybody else said um, Belgium, but I would give the edge to Brazil. Uh, boys, give me your predictions for this uh, Brazil-Belgium uh, matchup. Score predictions. Mm. I don't like anyone give me a score prediction. <laughs> That's said one, yeah. one, one, and then extra time Belgium scores. Okay, all right. Hmm. Three, I would two, say three. I would say a two-one victory or three-two something. I, could, I think we could see a high-scoring game. Both of these teams' defenses are the weakest point of their their teams. So agreed. Evan, you said what would you say, Evan? I say three-two Belgium, but yeah, like same thing like what Stephen just said. Their defense isn't the greatest, so. Well, just well. Here's some fantasy advice: Don't pick a Belgian or Brazilian defender, then, guys, or a keeper. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to talk about fantasy. I'm, I'm yeah. in the gutter. What What's going on, bro? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think I me, know, and me and Shane I was, are up. I was riding high. I was doing real well, and then uh, the fourth round came came around, and I got like five points. I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, Evan, you can't laugh either. You're 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 kind of You're You're not as high as you used to be. What's going on with so, you? Honestly, I haven't checked my fantasy team since day one. <laughs> stuff. It's I re- kind of gave up on that one. It's weird because you like you beat you beat me you beat us in uh, the Premier League one. You're pretty good with that, but yeah. That's the, thing, the World Cup is so like volatile. You never know what really is going to happen. Like, who would have thought <laughs> Russia would have gone this far? Who would think Germany and Spain would be knocked out? So it's like you can't. It's so much harder to predict. Uh, all right, well, well, when you pay me uh, the 20 bucks for uh, winning this, I'll uh, like to I'll, I'll have same excuse later. But another expected team make it as far England. So, guys, last, last one, Sweden versus England. What are your, th- what are your thoughts on uh, these two meeting up? Uh, I mean, I think, every, I, like I said, the general anxiety that somehow England's going to mess it up. I think it's a lot of English fans probably feel like this. The matchups are too good to be true, if you know what I mean. Um, like it's too easy. But for I, yeah, too easy. I mean, they've gotten too lucky. But I, I don't think they'll, they'll fold. I think they'll win. I think you could see a, a good performance, maybe 2-0, 3-0 from, from England. Oh, shit, that's bold. Okay. Shane, what do you think? Um, to be honest, I could see an upset uh, with Sweden being, beating England. Um, I, th- I think England's going to win, but I feel like if you had a big upset, I think Sweden could definitely... Um, especially after England played Columbia, I wasn't like too impressed by how they won, but I mean, and Sweden's been a kind of impressive. I don't know if anyone's been watching them, but they're kind of like a dark horse in this tournament. I feel like they can definitely beat England. If you think they had won just 1-0, like just with a Harry Kane penalty, um, would you have been more impressed, or... Like, what do you think? Not, not, not really. I mean, they didn't really play good attacking-wise. I mean, as I said earlier, they only had two shots on target. Um, they possessed okay. Um, I don't know what the exact percentage was, but I wasn't really imp- too impressed by them. Uh, Evan Burns, give it to me. 
Um, I mean, I can't really, I don't really know who I think can win the game, but I think it's going to be just a one nil game. Just like a very slow, pacey, slow and just like. Yeah, just... I mean, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there will be chances created, but I don't see too many chances like on target. If you know what I mean. For doing for either or team. Oh uh, well. Oh shit. So one nil from you, one nil from I think from Shane, and st- same for Steve. We'll just be like two there, three zero. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, all right, well, then again, all, all guys, we'll see what comes through working your uh, your fantasy themes. But then again, thank you guys again for coming on the podcast, our 4th of July special, where you previewed the round hey, of 16. Happy 4th of July, guys. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Virgin. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I, I think on that note, thank you guys again. I'll see you guys later. We'll Hopefully we'll see you guys after the end of the quarterfinals and we'll be previewing the semifinals then. All right, enjoy. Thank you.